Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. It's that time of night, you can't stay uptight So come and join the people and I'm feeling alright Here on Overnight America Overnight America Oh man, wow, that might be the most positive thing we've said all night With that one song right there Welcome back to Overnight America Uh well, what I wanted to really go through is more phone calls, but just during the break here, just a couple of minutes ago, Roy Blunt read the electoral college votes for Missouri in the Senate floor. Mr. President, the certificate of the electoral vote of the state of Missouri seems to be regular in form and authentic. And it appears therefrom that Donald J. Trump of the state of Florida received 10 votes for president and Michael R. Pence of the state of Indiana received 10 votes for vice president. Are there any objections to counting the certificate of the vote of the state of Missouri that the tellers verified appears to be regular and authentic? Hearing none. Uh, hearing none. <laughs> there it is. So they're still going through this process right now. Every once in a while, they hear an objection. It sounds like they may be hearing an objection right now. Well, maybe they couldn't have a Senate vote on that one. Let's rewind. In that case, the objection cannot be entertained. All right, so it looks like one of the states that they brought up, that they brought as an objection, did not have a senator attached to it. And look at that, Congress clapping when that sort of happens. I wonder if they're clapping mostly because they like the idea of going home earlier, maybe. Let's go to the phone lines again and take some more of your calls. 314-436-7900. And Bruce is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. I was just wondering if any of your listeners saw what I saw today on Fox News. I was watching it, and I saw two men standing there on the platform of the Capitol, and they hung a banner over the uh, walls, and it said, uh, uh, Save America, and it had uh, Biden's face on it, and uh, uh, with an American flag mask, a COVID-19 mask over his face. I was just wondering if that was Antifa with the two white masks on them. Oh, you know, I don't know. 
Uh, I, some of the people have been pointing out online. One of the protesters had the, the 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 you know the old Soviet Union sickle on his hand tattooed or whatever. Uh, and then they were trying to point it towards Philadelphia Antifa's cap. Uh, I don't know. It's I haven't had a chance to try to verify that. The website's accurate. There is a website. I didn't see the picture on it. I tried to just do a quick search to see if I can verify it myself to see if I could either confirm or debunk something that's been pretty popular on the Internet. But then again, they may have just taken the photo down and I do just don't know. So yeah. I, it's hard to tell. Uh, you just oh, I, I couldn't verify any of that stuff. Yeah, I was just watching it. It looked to me like uh, some of the Biden supporters got up there and did their thing, too, and not just Trump supporters. Okay, thanks, Bruce. I think a lot of people wonder that. They're they're all they're very curious if that's the case, which I'm going to go back and say that it would be important if every single person that was identified by going into that Capitol building when they were not welcome there. They need to have their name put out and they need to have charges put against them. Every single one of them that have been identified, get their picture, get their name and the charges, push it out there. I think it would be important for us to do that. Let's go to Frank, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Brian, thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. Sure. Hey, you know, man, the, the biggest one of the biggest problem we have as humans is we respond to things with our emotions. And that could be very dangerous. And uh, when a person's in leadership, he or she has to be careful what they say because what they say has an impact on others. And with so much going on, man, it's just it's just not wise to say certain things and do certain things. And I think I want to make mention is when there's a problem, man, there's a way to deal with problems. And being upset and calling things not like they should be creates a greater problem. And when something do happen, maybe you, look, you need to look at yourself. You might be the reason as to why some things are happening. Hmm. When I hear that, and let me tell you where my mind goes. Number one, when we're talking about change, the number one thing you can do is start with yourself. You, you should change yourself for the better instead of trying to worry about changing other people. When you were mentioning that, the very first thing my mind went to is the way that things are easily miscategorized and purposely twisted when it comes to reporting, uh, not only from large organizations, but in social media terms. And there's just this, this, um, there's this way that it's purposely done in order to, um, get their own agenda through. So I know that you, I know that you're talking in generalities and I can figure out who you're talking about. But I'm just going to say that I, you, you're probably, hopefully, using that in a more broad approach as opposed to a singular approach. Absolutely. Regardless of who, okay. where it's coming from, right is right and wrong is wrong. And even if your intention is wrong, that, sh that shouldn't happen. You know, yeah. but at the same time, I do have responsibility on how I respond to whatever, how I feel or whatever is being done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you, Frank. I, number one, if you want to make change, you start with yourself. I don't know where that came from. It sounds like a, a biblical term to me. But if you want to see change, you start with yourself. And that's what you should do. Start in your own home, your own family. Work on your people around you. As opposed to going out there and saying, oh, man, I could really change that guy's opinion on Facebook if I, can just, if I could just get one more post in there. That's not going to work. Let's go to Mike, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, thanks a lot for taking my call. I enjoy your show as usual. Um, Great. The thing that comes to my mind is there's one common denominator, and it's 
government in general, I would say that I don't know if anybody, I'm, I'm seriously anybody, that is really content with the job that government does for us. Hmm. There is a lot of distrust in government as a general rule. And you can mm-hmm. put, I, I, you know, I think as far as Biden goes, I'm, you know, Biden, America's greater than the president, sadly enough. And we're going to get through Biden and stuff. But you got to look at how splintered that, that party is. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what's going to be interesting to me. Okay, we got, they, they won the election. And I, like I said, once again, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, but I hope they're happy because, I mean, look at the unrest that we've had. Yeah. And at I, some point, Trump's not going to be there to blame it on. Hmm. Now, I guess that's an interesting point. You know, they're I'm sure. Don't worry. They'll try. <laughs> He'll somehow be brought up you know, as the uh, point of blame. No yeah. more, right? <laughs> oh, they'll find a way. Don't worry. They'll, 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 they'll find a way. But I feel like they're going to they're going to use that for a while. And that's an interesting way to look at it. People just they're not happy with government. And I think that can't be said enough and general. We need to realize that, yeah, there's a lot of distrust. There's a reason why when you look at what the approval ratings of Congress is, is what in the teens, if that, it might be single digits. People just don't trust or agree with the government. So that's a good point. All right. Thanks, Mike. You know, when we come back, I wanted to do this last hour, but we didn't have a chance to do it. What we should do is play that interview with Mark Reardon and Ann Wagner. So they had a chance to talk today after and while this was going on in the Capitol building. I haven't had a chance to hear this yet. It's posted online at KMOX.com. But since we were doing round-the-clock coverage and breaking news coverage from D.C., this interview actually didn't not, uh, did not get played earlier today. And I thought this would be the right time to do it since we're still continuing and talking about the events in D.C. tonight. So let's do that right after the break. We're going to hear Mark Reardon's interview with Ann Wagner, our local representative here in St. Louis. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. It's Overnight America. So it looks like they got to Pennsylvania when the joint session of Congress now currently given, you know, state by state by state. And then they say, okay, here's everything looks good by Pennsylvania. Are there any objections? And they just did Pennsylvania. So I wanted to replay this just a minute ago. Authentic. And it appears therefrom that Joseph R. Biden Jr. of the state of Delaware received 20 votes for president and Kamala D. Harris of the state of California received 20 votes for vice president. For what reason does the gentleman from Pennsylvania rise? Mr. President, sadly, but resolutely, I object to the electoral votes of my beloved Commonwealth of Pennsylvania on the grounds of multiple constitutional infractions that they were not, under all of the known circumstances, regularly given. And on this occasion, I have a written objection signed by a senator and 80 members of the House of Representatives. Is the objection in writing and signed by a senator? Yes, Mr. President, it is. An objection presented in writing and signed by both a representative and a senator complies with the law. Chapter 1, Title 3 of the United States Code. The clerk will report the objection. We, a United States senator and members of the House of Representatives, object to the counting of the electoral votes of the state of Pennsylvania on the ground that they were not under all of the known circumstances regularly given. Sign, Josh Harley, United States Senator, 
Scott Perry, member of Congress. Mm, there's Josh Hawley. There's his objection. Are there further objections to the certificates from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania? Uh, it doesn't look like anyone else is getting up. The chair hears none. The two houses will withdraw from joint session. All right, there it is. So now they're going to withdraw, take a couple of hours, I think. I don't know if they'll spend two full hours, but that's where they go next. And they have that debate of Pennsylvania. Now, Josh Hawley said that he would do the Pennsylvania debate. So there it is. They stop at Pease. So Pennsylvania watching the live feed and C-SPAN. All the senators are getting up. They realize this is a great opportunity for them to take a bathroom break or go to the water cooler. So now it heads on over to the house. Yeah. Or maybe they're just wanting to listen to Overnight America. Maybe the objection is perfect that they'll have an opportunity to listen to KMOX 1120 a.m. in, in D.C., just like Patrick would. And they just really, really didn't want to miss any more of the show. So earlier today, <laughs> while they're uh, while they're getting their uh, people in line and people in order in order to hear this objection, we're going to air an interview from earlier. Mark Reardon spoke to Ann Wagner. I'm not exactly sure what time this happened, but of course it would have been after all of the different things. Oh, this was about three o'clock. Okay, about three o'clock. So we're. I don't know, 75% into all of the craziness that was going on in D.C. at that point. It wasn't quite in the middle of it or the beginning of it, but then you're going to be able to get some pretty good reaction of what it was like when it broke and when it happened for Man Wagner. So they, um, and since we were covering full news coverage during the day, this actually didn't have a chance to air here on KMOX, but I thought this would be a good opportunity for us to do it tonight. Let's take a listen to that interview with Mark Reardon and Representative Ann Wagner. Congressman Ann Wagner joins us from the Capitol. How are you, first and foremost? Uh, pretty shook up, I got to tell you, Mark. I mean, this is uh, this is just horrific. You know, I was um, uh, in the Capitol um, at the Republican National Committee on 9-11, and, and this, this is a thousand times worse than even that was in terms of, of um, my emotions and feelings. We barely, uh, we barely escaped, and uh, I got a staffer of mine and myself out, and we are safe. I won't say where, but this is, um, it feels just terrible. It's just despicable what's going on. It really is. It has no place, any place in our nation in the greatest democracy um, in the world. This is just terrible. What, how did you and members of Congress realize what was going on outside? And, and, and you know, it's, and I've been to the Capitol many times, and it's not easy to get into the Capitol with the level of security since 9-11. So I think one of the big questions is, how, how in the world did this happen? They just, I don't think they were prepared. They were overwhelmed with the show of force. And, and you know, I, I showed up. Uh, this morning for work, I sat in the chamber uh, when when the, the boxes were brought in, when the Senate arrived. Uh, uh, you know, our own Senator Blunt is one of the talliers, and, and um, the vice president arrived, and they kicked things off. And, um, and yes, you know, we got to Arizona, and then for uh, a call for debate, and that's when the, uh, the two chambers divide. So I left to go back to my office to, to watch it um, uh, there. And, and the next thing I knew, we start seeing uh, alerts. And I had, as I said, one staffer with me, and he was updating me. And I finally said, you know, 
we got to get out of here. They were um, they were breaching the Cannon Building. We were two buildings down in Rayburn. There were um, uh, bomb threats at the Republican National Committee and the Dep- and the Democrat National Committee. I heard them detonate whatever it was in front of the the DNC. I mean, it was just terrifying. And then we just got out as fast as we possibly could. Many of my colleagues are um, holed up in a undisclosed location in the Capitol, but there are there are shots being fired. They're breaking through windows. They are. Uh, people are getting hurt. This is uh, this is not a peaceful protest or civil disobedience. They started at the White House. And you know what? The president of the United States bears some responsibility in stopping this. It's not enough to send out a tweet, say, you know, let's let's protect our, our men and women in blue. Uh, he needs to do something uh, and take immediate action to, to stop this kind of seditious behavior. They're... Um, this is, you know, an attempt to overthrow our democratic process, and uh, it's it's just not um, not right by any stretch. So maybe this isn't the question for this moment, but where does this leave the certification of the election? Because that all is in limbo, isn't it? Well, of course it is. I mean, I I can go back to a an alert that came out. Just a bit ago, emergency alert from uh, Mayor Bowser, citywide curfew for D.C. starting January 6th today at 6 p.m. until Thursday, January 7th at 6 a.m. So what time is it here? We're going on 4 o'clock Eastern time. We haven't even taken the first vote. And um, the city's going to have a, a full-on curfew starting at, uh, at 6 p.m. So I, I don't know where, where this leads. Um, I don't know how uh, there are, 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 are people inside the Senate chambers. Uh, you've seen the, the, the tweets and the, and, the, and the photos. They're inside the House chambers. There are members scattered all over uh, the, the Hill. And uh, the vice president was evacuated. Uh, you know, it's just. I just pray. I know that one woman shot inside the Capitol in the chest and neck. I just hope and pray that no one else is injured or hurt. Um, I'm I'm grateful to be uh, to be safe, but but this is um, there are a whole lot of people in harm's way right now, and I don't know if it will be able to get uh, back to the the business of of the debate on what happens today and. Uh, Everyone knows my position on on uh, what I plan to do in terms of, of upholding our Constitution and uh, making sure that these electors get certified. But uh, this is this is really horrific. It really is. And where where That's did tell me where are you right now? And where where did members of Congress then have to go? Because everyone is in different office buildings. There's an underground tunnel that that leads back to those buildings. Was that how everyone was basically shepherded out, or or is there another yeah. place that they had to go? We're, we're not allowed to say, and I can't say where I am. Oh, okay, I get I, it. I get it. I get it. And I and I can't say where any of of, of them are. Um, no, and you know what? You right. This is a great point, and and I should have thought about this. I had to ask the question, but look, that's another problem with what's going on right now. This leaves our capital very vulnerable, very vulnerable to outside forces. 
It does. It, it does. I've, I've just, you know, there were protesters sitting in the chair of the Speaker of the House and, and the Senate leader. Uh, they're carrying around podiums and artifacts, trashing windows. Um, uh, it, you know, it's, I just, I can't express how, um, how awful this is and how, how terrible it is for our nation. We expect to see this kind of a coup in a third world country, but look at them. They're going through the windows in the U.S. Capitol, breaking them down. I mean, the stuff that is just streaming uh, across my phone is just, uh, it's just unthinkable. It truly is. Congressman Ann Wagner, stay safe, and um, we'll we'll see what happens and what unfurls. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, it's still early today, and that's that's what worries a lot of people. I think it is. Um, we'll hope and pray for for everyone that they're uh, that they're safe, and um, and that this will be uh, brought to conclusion soon. So, tell your listeners to pray for our country. Congressman Ann Wagner, I appreciate. It. Thank you. And there they are, the interview from earlier today, recorded at about 3 o'clock. I'm watching from the House right now uh, in the Senate floors. I, don't, I think this is uh, the House chambers, I should say. So Representative Scott Perry from Pennsylvania making his case for the objection of Pennsylvania. And he gets five minutes. I think they give the person who uh, is defending uh, five minutes. So here's the, my objection. Then we'll give another five minutes to someone else. Then I think Josh Hawley speaks after that. I, I don't exactly know how this procedure works. This is the first I've actually seen it. Previous years, I always blew right past this portion of the uh, elections. But I mean, in 2000, the Democrats objected against George Bush. In 2004, the Democrats did objections against George Bush in 2016. I mean, they did it for Donald Trump. So, I mean, it's not like this is something that's never been done before. It's something that the last, I don't know, what, three times a Republicans won the White House. The Democrats have gone through these uh, objection process. I just never paid attention to it ever. So this is kind of watching it for the first time. If I'm a member of Congress, I'm also wondering, hey, you got to get this done tonight, right? You're, there's no way you're going to take a break and come back. Uh, you don't want to risk having to come back into this building later and having more people show up as protests outside and see what happens. So you don't want to risk that. It's secure now. So I feel like all of the different congressmen may be here all night. This may be something that tips into total information AM. You never know. Probably not, but you never know. So I want to take some more of your calls on this uh, 314-436-7900. We only have about 25 minutes-ish left in the show. Rod's been holding on. Let's go to him before the break. It's Overnight America, Rod. What's going on? Yes, hello. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, you do a good job. Uh, I, I just wanted to back up a couple of callers. I believe it was Frank. Uh, Frank spoke when he you, you said that he used generalizations. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes I think to make our nation better, uh, I think we ought to just hold our tongue and use more generalizations and call a spade a spade. Uh, I'm, on, I'm on medication for OCB. Donald Trump, I recognize it in him right as soon as he got in office. Donald Trump has OCB. He is obsessed mm -hmm. with power. And he didn't watch his tongue when he was down in Charlottesville. And he said, they're all good people. Didn't he know what that's 
swastika meant in World War II? I'm Polish ancestry, and my grandparents came from Poland, and they, they told about the unimaginable horrors that Nazis did. It, he just doesn't seem to get it. I know. He, well, he, Rod, but here's the thing, Rod, but do you know the full context of that quote, or do you only know that one line? Did you know everything that was said there? Well, does because, he understand about uh, when he had five deferments that John McCain and the Muslim young Muslim soldier that was in Iraq that got killed was in his place? And what about the other Vietnam veterans that, that took, the, took the mortar shells and the, the, the horrors that took place there? That were there when when he got his five paid for deferments. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying that Donald Trump is a is a uh, uh, he he's got a mental disorder. That is my opinion. See, I, that's the thing. And, and, and yeah, thanks, Rod. But no, I'm just I'm not going to divulge into stuff like that right now. But what I'm going to say is that when you only have this narrow sliver of what's been fed to you that was purposely manipulated in order for you to hate the guy, then you got to look at the full context of these things. And all of these things have been debunked so many different times. In fact, it took a while, but even. Uh, I think the AP even did a debunking of this. You don't see that too often with the AP defending Donald Trump. But it got to the point where it was so out of line, the amount of times this was taken out of context purposely, that even the people that hate Donald Trump were getting behind him because this was just blown way out of um, uh, the truth. So here's the thing. I, I don't blame you for being fed this sliver of misinformation and then judging on that misinformation I'm saying is you got to expand what you know about that in, before you say things like that. All right. 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. So right now, the objection to the Pennsylvania electoral votes is going on. The House floor in Representative Lofgren is speaking. I think Lofgren is in favor of the objections, and then they go back and forth. So then those not in favor of the objections get some time. I haven't seen... Okay, she's from let's see, California, or maybe she's defending. Maybe she's someone against the objections. I'm not exactly sure at this point. It's kind of hard to keep it straight when you're watching it on mute. <laughs> but Pelosi is presiding over this. She is at the top of that chamber hall. I haven't seen Josh Hawley yet. I don't know when he comes into this or if he does, being one of the co-signers as the uh, senator. So watching this and really learning a little bit from at the same time. Let's take some more of your phone calls. And Danny is calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, well, um, thank you. Uh, well, I started to say welcome. <laughs> you're the one that welcomed me. Yeah. Now, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're doing good, a good job of juggling the uh, live events and, and handling the calls up. But uh, I was going to say that uh, the reason a lot of people, I think, are getting uh, as emotional as they are, and rightly so, is because this is not just a, a normal election to win or lose for we Republicans. Um, they pretty much stated they're going to pack the uh, Supreme Court, and, and that will make it. Uh, that will. Uh, they're already disrespecting state legislators as a whole, as a body, and that um, will make it even harder to do something like if the misery index gets up to the point where we could actually get two thirds of the of the, of the, of the states uh, with the legislators. To, to uh, change some some constitutional things in a, in a state conven- uh, convention of the states, I mean that's really you know one of the best uh, uh, stop gaps for 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 something as drastic as this. Um, they didn't just it wasn't just a, a mail in uh, an amount a, a reacting to the amount of mail in votes. It was actually something that they they litigated over over you know last two or three years to put in uh, ways to make it easier for them to cheat on these ballots. Mm. So I'm going to, I'll take a break and let you, you know, react to what I just said, but. Okay. Thanks, Danny. Yeah. We've talked about this on the show before. Part of the thing that you need to realize is that even when Donald Trump won in 2016, he still wanted investigations into voter fraud. He, even as the winner said, we believe voter fraud occurred and we want to fix it. and We want to stop it from happening. And then what ended up happening? He, they, everyone said, oh, no, no, it doesn't exist, doesn't exist. He kept fighting it, even as the winner. He wanted to see changes done at the state level. And even up until the last election, he kept calling for it. So it's not like he is just bringing this up because he lost. He's been calling for it for years. <laughs> so that needs to be put into perspective. Is there a problem there? Well, I think that uh, we, I think we're not equipped to to live in a world where 100 million ballots come through the mail and say it's as safe as going and representing yourself in person. I don't think we're at that point yet. I don't think that is a unreasonable objection to say that this needs to be fixed. Um, they're right now still debating, and it looks like Representative Muser from 
Pennsylvania, maybe? It's hard to tell. But I'm watching C-SPAN. They're showing their different objections to that state. I don't know if Pennsylvania is going to be the last state that they object to. Some of the other states, the smaller objections came up. And, well, I guess if you were to look at Michigan, that they blew through that. I, I don't know if they're going to object to Wisconsin, but it sounds like the only objection coming from a senator right now is that of Pennsylvania. And I don't know if any other senators are going to align with the other ones. This may be the last that we see of the objections. It could be. And that means that we could be just a couple of hours before you see all of the electoral votes be counted and that Joe Biden will be certified as the next president of the United States. Let's go to Chris, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, you there? Yes. Hey, uh, I want to preface my statement by saying that uh, I don't agree with lawlessness at all or looting or burning anybody's property, but the simple fact that uh, that the members of Congress, who I feel uh, think that they're above us and lord over us, were scared and shaken up, really doesn't hurt my feelings at all. So you're saying that just them, so the, the people inside of Congress, that doesn't bother you that while they were in there they trying were, to conduct business, people were trying to storm inside the building? That they were, well, I don't think it's right that they tried to storm in there, but the fact that they were scared doesn't hurt my feelings because people are scared all across America. And I feel like mm. they think that they're above us, that we're the thieves and the them and uh, the barbarians were at the gate today, and it shook them up a little bit. Okay. Well, thank you, Chris. I um, think that if the idea of trying to scare them into seeing your point is a flawed way to try to get them to see your point of view, and I don't, I think it's counterproductive. If anything, if it's just it says to them that there's no way they they would ever see it your way. That's part of the problem. And when you have this, hey, we need to be heard at all cost mentality, you find yourself put into a position where things escalate to the point where people consider doing things like this. And how many times in a row have we seen different things escalate to the point that make you look at it and just be, you feel ashamed that there are people that would escalate to burning buildings and looting or shooting police officers or paramedics and firemen that are there to respond to those burning buildings, go and loot stores or, you know, uh, uh, threaten violence and just be menacing in general to destroy property. And that's sad. It's sad. I, I don't think trying to set a message through fear is going to ever produce anything fruitful. And I don't know how you could produce anything fruitful that way. I'm still kind of watching some of these objections that are going on the floor right now. Do you want to do a live dip in? Uh, let's take a listen to C-SPAN. How they're entire U.S. House delegation, the entire state house, and half of the state senate, and other state and local races. Since the election, there have been allegations of widespread election fraud in Pennsylvania. But remarkably, the 20 suits filed by the Trump campaign, Pennsylvania Republicans, and others challenging the results in Pennsylvania, have never claimed that there was voter fraud. Perhaps that's because attorneys can lose their license when they make unsubstantiated claims in court. That's where the rubber really meets the road. All right, so, so this is Representative Mike Doyle from Pennsylvania. He represents fraud, Pittsburgh. What did they claim? And I guess he's uh, doing Most the counter of the legal debate for the, the presidential election in Pennsylvania questioned relatively small numbers of ballots that were allegedly tainted 
by technical violations. Even assuming that all these ballots had been cast for Joe Biden, throwing them out wouldn't have changed the result of the election. Now, one exception is the lawsuit filed by one of our colleagues from Pennsylvania, Kelly versus Commonwealth, which would have thrown out all the mail-in votes cast in the 2020 general election on the grounds that Act 77, the state law allowing those votes, was unconstitutional. That suit would have disenfranchised two and a half million Pennsylvanians. Let's let that sink in. Two and a half million Pennsylvanians would have had their votes nullified. Now, I want to provide my colleagues with some background about the state law at the heart of this challenge. In 2000... All right, so that's uh, Representative Mike Doyle, and uh, they, I think they do the back and forth. And like I said before, I, I'm not someone that has watched this process play out at all. I've always skipped over this. Never had I thought, I'm going to go watch Democracy in Action, so I better pop on C-SPAN and see them debate over the electoral college votes like they did the past, uh, what, 2016 and then 2004 and then 2000. Never did I think that was going to be anything other than a little bit of filler in my time. But this time it's a little bit more relevant. And after the events of today and them persevering through the night to do this, I think that, I don't know, Pennsylvania could be the last one that a senator puts their name on. They'll fly through the rest of the states and then officially Joe Biden We'll get the total electoral votes needed officially to become president-elect and president of the United States here in a few weeks when he's sworn in. And that's the way it'll go. So here we are. One more break left. And I had all these other things I was going to talk about during the show. But cheers to you calling in, giving your opinion. You know, going three hours of phone calls tonight was great. I knew that would be one of those nights. And I knew that there would just be a lot of different angles and things we have some of the best listeners on this show. We really do. We'll uh, take a break and we'll be right back. It's Overnight America KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. All right, looks like they're still doing uh, objections. People standing up talking. There's one representative, uh, Glenn Thompson from Pennsylvania. He represents Puxatoni, so maybe he had the gopher or whatever, or the who's the what's the oh the groundhog pop up and give him some advice on this one. Yeah, so his name's Glenn Thompson. He is not Representative Phil. Let's take a listen. Law, when it comes to the 2020 general election, in late 2019, the Commonwealth revisited and modernized its election law with the Bipartisan Act 77. Granted. In late 2019, the Commonwealth Legislature did not have the foresight to anticipate how COVID-19 would present challenges to voting. Despite that, it is not up to the Governor, the Secretary of the Commonwealth, nor the State Supreme Court to unilaterally create law. The election abuses to Pennsylvania Act 77 taken by the Pennsylvania Executive Branch and upheld by the Pennsylvania Judicial Branch were clearly unconstitutional and had an obvious, if not measured, impact on the 2020 election particularly when it comes to the citizens' faith in the electoral process. Irregularities in Pennsylvania included uneven application of the law, ballot curing, ignoring signature validation requirements, using unsecured drop boxes, accepting ballots beyond the deadlines, and interfering with certified poll watcher access, among others. These actions were taken by the Commonwealth's Governor and Secretary of State 
where the Pennsylvania Supreme Court circumvented the authority of the state legislature. Furthermore, the chief law officer of the Commonwealth sat idly while this process unfolded. Now, I join many of my colleagues in Pennsylvania requesting the legislators in Harrisburg conduct an investigation and audit to ensure such negligence will be prevented in future elections. I have serious concerns about how these irregularities in the application of the Commonwealth's election laws will play in future elections. Only with equal application of the law will the voters of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania have certainty in their election processes. Now, I remain committed to ensuring the voters receive an electoral system they deserve and where equal application of the law is guaranteed. If our election integrity is compromised, we have failed the very voters who have sent us here to defend the Constitution. I yield my remaining time to the gentleman from Maryland, Mr. Harris. Thank you very much. I, ask, I thank the gentleman for yielding. The oath I took is very simple. Madam Speaker, you administer it. It's to support and defend the Constitution. Now, as you walk back to the office buildings, you walk by that wall that has when the various states accepted that Constitution. And remember, when a state accepts the Constitution, it agrees to accept every part of the Constitution. It doesn't get to pick and choose. Pennsylvania was there when it was written. They were so enthusiastic about the Constitution, they approved it in 1787. My state, Maryland, is a little further down the wall, 1788. They were there when it was written. The clause that gave the legislature the power over the elections was there when they accepted it. It's been there since. How dare the judicial branch or the executive branch of that state usurp the legislative authority? That's a clear violation of the Constitution. Now, we heard there's no evidence. Evidence? The Pennsylvania Supreme Court unilaterally extended the deadline to receive absentee and mail-in ballots. Does anybody contest that over here? Does it say the legislature did that? No, it doesn't. It says the court did it. That's a violation. That's what the Texas lawsuit was all about. We disadvantage other states when states like Pennsylvania, the executive branch and judicial branch, cheat on the Constitution. And that's what they did here. But there's more evidence. But wait, there's more. The Democrat Secretary of the Commonwealth eroded integrity by dismissing signature authentication on a ballot. Does anyone here believe the Pennsylvania legislature would have agreed to create a separate system for mail-in ballots and in-person ballots? That if you mail it in, you don't need a signature? But if you vote in person, you do, and it has to be authenticated? Of course not. The legislature clearly wouldn't have agreed to that. But that didn't stop the usurpation of constitutional authority. Madam Chair, I vigorously support this objection, and I ask unanimous consent to enter to the record the objection to counting the electoral votes of the state of Chairman's Arizona additional signs. Without objection. Madam Chair, my motion is for Without objection. Thank you. What purpose does the gentleman from Pennsylvania seek recognition? Madam Speaker, I rise in opposition. Without objection, the gentleman is recognized for five minutes. Madam Speaker, tonight we will not be picking the president. For the people did that on November 3rd. Rather, tonight in this House, we will decide whether American democracy survives. Let us be under no illusion 
these are the stakes. If this objection succeeds and the will of 7 million Pennsylvania voters is cast aside, it will be the end of our representative democracy. Now, there is no reasonable debate about what happened in this election in Pennsylvania. Seven million Pennsylvanians voted. Joe Biden won by over 81,000 votes. This was certified in 67 counties by bar bipartisan local elected officials, including Republicans. And every single court, whether the judge is a Democrat or a Republican, has reaffirmed this outcome. The objectors, however, claim we do not know the will of the people because the election in Pennsylvania was somehow conducted corruptly. Much of their objection centers around the state law passed in 2019, known as Act 77, that gives voters the option of expanded mail-in voting. Objectors are alleging that this law was somehow a brilliant plot by Democrats to disadvantage Republicans and rig elections. This is laughable. Here are the facts. Act 77 was a Republican-led effort in a Republican-controlled legislature. Literally every single Republican in the Pennsylvania Senate voted for it. And in the State House, the vote among Republicans was 105 to 2. Here is what the Republicans... So this is uh, Representative House Brendan Boyle out of Pennsylvania. He's in the Philadelphia district and uh, in opposition of the objection there. It looks like that may be going on in that same manner for a while. But look who decides to give us a call on Overnight America. Jerome, how are you? I'm fine, uh, Ryan. Uh, how are you, the familiar, doing? I'm doing just fine. Yeah, tonight was a uh, interesting night for the show. Well, we had a lot of great calls and interactions tonight. Oh, I bet so. I bet there was a lot of intelligent insight by one person. Um, we have um, uh, we ha we only have about uh, a minute left, so we're we, okay. Go ahead. Well, well, basically, I see what happened, and uh, I kind of think it's funny that um, at first I thought it was funny when nobody was dying. Because I'm like, well, you know, they're rioting, but it's peaceful. And then they went in and they started to uh, file a cart and make sandwiches and everything else. And, you know, taking selfies and photo ops. Uh, I'm like, okay, now that's a little much. And, uh, but I, I honestly, you know me, I'm a big conspiracy theorist. I think this was all an elaborate scheme to make Joe Biden look like a better person than what he is, which he's barely a person in my account. And it's a big elaborate scheme by the Democrats to make Republicans look bad, which they don't wow. really need help. Lots of uh, conspiracies, huh? So I, um, I just don't know how they would be able to spin that other than teeing up Biden for a speech. There wouldn't really be any reason for them to go through all this trouble to do all that. But uh, Jerome, we got to go, but thank you for calling in. It's good to hear from you again. I hope you're doing all right. And we will be back tomorrow. We got the replay hours coming up Two replay hours, including my opening monologue, which you'll get right after the news here at midnight. And then we'll be back tomorrow at eight o'clock. Find me on Facebook. Ryan Wrecker radio is how you keep up with the show. Who knows? Maybe we'll have everything wrapped up. We'll see ya. Bye. With the lonely rain Wishing I could see you
your face again Change the dial on the radio Find something playing kind of bluesy and slow If things were only like they used to be We'd be lying in love tonight I wish you'd call me on the telephone I don't has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.